This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to Pink Popcorn, the movie review show that tries to find a little bit of homo in every film. I'm Kylie Eddy. And I'm Paul Tonto. And this is our special Easter edition. Yeah, Easter bunnies all in, they're all hopping around here, aren't they? Yeah, you know what, I'm not quite sure what, what makes this an Easter edition. No. Apart from Pete Dillon uh, talking about lovely pastries. Mm, the clotted cream, that went into it, the scones and the clotted cream. Oh, it's, oh, it's <laughs> Sounds good. I'm hungry again. So what films will we be reviewing today, Paul? We are, we're getting French first. First off, well, actually, Petiche, which is the new Francois Ozon film, which is from France. And then we're going <laughs> French-Canadian from Canada uh, on Decis. And then, well, it's Arthur, which I don't know. Is there anything French about Arthur? Uh, mm, no. No, not really at all. No. Very British. Well, very American-British. Oh, isn't Russell Brand in it? He's- yeah, he is British. And I mean, he kind of, I don't know why he's a, a British millionaire in, <laughs> in, in America. I'm not quite sure where that, oh, I can't mm. quite work out where that's come from. But anyway, uh, that's the big Hollywood blockbuster we're looking at later on in the show. It's a remake of the, um, yeah, the, the Dudley Moore film from the 80s. It's it? actually so- almost 30 years oh to the gosh, day wow. that they've remade that. Wow. I mean, how ridiculous is that? Did that? Was that a film that people were crying out to have remade? No. No, no. <laughs> definitely not. I didn't. I, yeah, I, I don't remember it. I mean, I was a youngster <coughs> back then. But um, no, I, he was a he was an alcoholic, wasn't yes, he? Yes. Well, he is in this film as well. Oh, okay, right. Okay. So they've kind of you know they've kind of taken a little bit on uh, Russell Brand's ah. kind of uh, you know persona mm. and um, you know mixed it in with the film. But yeah, I mean, it, look, it seems I, I watched the trailer of the original Arthur, and I'm like, why would anyone want to go see that? Yes, no, it looks bad. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? But that's we'll talk a bit more about that later on in the show, which is good. In the meantime, if you would like to let us know what you have seen over the Easter break, if you've managed to uh, catch a couple of films, by all means, give us an SMS on 0427JOY949, or you can email on air at joy.org.au, or our very lovely program support person, Michael, is there, ready to take your phone calls, 1300JOY949. And if you're into Facebook... yeah. By all means, just search for Pink Popcorn and join us on Facebook for the continuing discussion there. Let's jump into some music, though. First up, we have We Are Performance with Let's Start. This is Pink Popcorn with Carly and Paul on Joy 94.9. This is a Pink Popcorn podcast. This is Pink Popcorn with Carly and Paul on Joy 94.9. Petit is the new film from director, French director, Francois Ozon. In 1977, and women's liberation is in the air, but Suzanne, played by Catherine Deneuve, is still the self-effacing, elegant housewife of wealthy industrialist Robert Pujol. Pujol oversees his umbrella factory with an iron fist and is equally tyrannical with his children and trophy housewife. When the workers go on strike and take Robert hostage, Suzanne steps in to manage the factory. To everyone's surprise, she proves herself a competent and assertive woman of action. Her new role throws her back in touch with union leader Gérard Depardieu, a romantic fling from the past that has still got sparks. <laughs> oh, I really love this film. I think this is so much fun. It's uh, it's based on a stage play from from the seventies that was a, a real, uh, apparently quite groundbreaking because it dealt with all these really serious issues about feminism and you know. Uh, also like a union movement which is a side of it but more the sexual and gender identity and the politics it is is quite quite fun and in the second half of the film there's um actually 
the, the Catherine Deneuve character actually plays or gets involved in politics. So there's this whole women in politics thing, which is quite interesting as well in this film. I mean, I love that about it. I mean, it's set in the late 70s and really at first it's so hard to handle because the husband is so yeah. mean yeah. and condescending and just you're a woman, you can't do anything but, you know, lays about and write poetry and look gorgeous. <laughs> and, and run around in that tracksuit with her hair up. <laughs> and look at, I know, little fawns yes. and squirrels. Yes. That are, the beginning's hilarious. It is a fantastic It's a little start. bit it's out so of gross. Snow White yeah, or, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's it obviously is. a you know, take on that of this is what a housewife does. Um, and then she just comes to the fore and is so fantastic and magnificent. And everyone loves her in the new office where she's the new mm. boss. She turns everyone around. Um, and, of course, when the husband comes back, mm. um, you know, all hell breaks loose because he's he's so conniving. Yeah, he's, such, he's, he's not very nice. And they've got two children and both of whom don't look up to the mother at all. They really do look down upon her as just – because Patish is, is the trophy housewife. That's sort of – it's a Translation. It's a very, yeah, it's a very derogatory term um, in France. Um, and it was the children's one daughter and one, and, and one son. And – it really turns around um, when they see that she actually has got real strength and real power and real smarts. You know, she can because mm. it's actually her. It's her father's business. So when she married and the father passed away, the husband her her husband took over. So it's it's really in her family business. Exactly, it's, it's actually really, her business anyway. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, um, it's. I mean, it's quite revolutionary. And even now, I mean, we like to go. Oh yes, we're. So, I mean, with this could never happen. Mm, we're so far ahead. Yet, yeah. where are the women on? On yeah. uh, the boards, yeah. where are the female CEOs? Yeah. We, you know, all the rest of that. Um, so it is still. I still think it has a lot of relevance, and it does. it's fantastic. There is a gay character, not that it is ever overtly said. Now, if you are very sensitive to spoilers, I, I suggest you avert your ears now because we're about to talk about it. But the sun is. For all intents and purposes, yeah. You, when you when you see the film, you really know it. I mean, it's not nothing is explicit, but even throughout the film, because what happens is when he, he has brings, a hair flick, he oh, like, he has a gay hair flick. Thing we'll talk about that, I reckon in a sec. Um, <laughs> there's the with the umbrellas, he's brought into it's an umbrella design company. It's, it's an umbrella, umbrella company, company that they and own. He's designing them, and he's his artistic. So, like, he's the artistic son, you know. Like, they, <laughs> and he got to go. Oh, we know where this is going, but it's and he's got a girlfriend who you never meet, and he yeah, never brings home yeah. for the family. It's this mysterious girlfriend. It's, it's a that, fantastic. Like, yeah, she's from Canada, kind of thing, you know. Yeah. But it's um, yeah, it is. It's wonderful. My the thing you talk about the hair. There is one scene in this film that I. Everybody flicks their hair like it's just this magnificent <laughs> flick. You know, it's just it's brilliant. Like it is this, the 70s, darling. It is the 70s. I mean, the, the director is Francois Ozon, and he, he makes a film a year. He's an openly gay French filmmaker. He made Eight Women, which, you know, that was like the mm. gayest non-gay film of all time. <laughs> and, you know, Swimming Pool. And then he's made some serious films, Under the Sand, Time to Leave. But, you know, he really does. He just drenches this film in camp. And it's you know, it's fa- I loved it. I love that era. I loved all the costumes, the hair, and you know, you've got that serious message. It's just this kind yeah. of it's it's, this a it's a comedy. It's a comedy. It is a comedy, it, but it it, ha- it really talks about some serious. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. And it's there a is an absolutely fantastic um, dance sequence yeah. and song sequences. Yeah. But there's a dance sequence with Jared Jepardieu and Catherine Deneuve yeah. that is. I mean, you just kind of don't know what to make of it. No. It's so 
fabulous. Yeah. Oh. It's, so, it's so much fun. And the film, the film just really, I, I don't know. I mean, Catherine Geneva is amazing. I, I've, you know, I think she's, she's a one queer of, icon. She really. is one of the icons. She's one of the greatest actresses, you know, of all time. And in this, she just, it's just made for her, this role. It is yeah. just, she's so superb. Jeremy Renier as the gay son. He's fantastic. Karen Vyad. It's got some big names, some big French actors. You know, you know, if you don't know them by name, you'd see, you'd know, oh, I've seen them in it, you know, this and this and this. Um, it's just a ripper film. I'm giving it four stars. I think it's fabulous. Really? I'm going to give it three and a half stars, though. I did immensely enjoy it. Also, we've had an SMS from Adrian, and he saw Petiche on Thursday. He can't wait to hear our review. Well, that was it. it. (laughs) Um, And he loved it, and he said Catherine Deneuve is exquisite. I have to agree. Yes, and the gay content. I mean, Francois is on, you know, he's... One of the top great, you know, gay directors working today. That little bit of queer content with the sun in there, but um, it is super camp. It, it's just super camp. Like that's the, the sensibility is camperama. Yeah, and it's in limited release right now. So go and you know, yes. just stock up on your Easter eggs. Get you a sugar rush, and then go and see this, and just get you know overloaded with. Yeah, it's quite, it's, yeah, it's quite pastely and sweet. Yep. So that is Patish. Uh, coming up, we will be talking about Arthur, and up next is uh, Incendies, the French Canadian film. But in the meantime, this is Cut Copy with Need You Now. You're on Pink Popcorn with Kylie and Paul on Joy ninety four point nine. This is a Pink Popcorn podcast. This is Pink Popcorn with Kylie and Paul on Joy ninety four point nine. That was uh, the vac- vaccines post breakup sex. There's been none of that in here. No, absolutely not. Uh, we're all still together. Also, uh, these is the French-Canadian film that was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film. It's basically a story of twins, Jean and Simon Manuel. And they, their mother has just passed away. And when the notary Labelle sits them down to read their mother's will, the twins are stunned to receive a pair of envelopes. One for the father they never knew and thought was dead, and another for the brother they didn't know existed. Jean immediately decides to go to the Middle East to dig into a family history of which she knows next to nothing. This is a film I actually don't want to really say anything, give really too much away, because it's a, it's a mystery. It's quite interesting because it's start like this. It's, it's quite fascinating. These twins, you know, they're given this, you've got to give this, envelope here basically one each to the boy you've got to give this envelope to your brother <laughs> what we didn't know his brother existed <laughs> and you know to the girl you could just your father wait we thought he was dead um, and so you know they know nothing and so we mm. audience know nothing and basically the film goes f- between two time periods now or 2009 and Early in the seventies, we're actually following the mother and her wow. and her journey, um, and it's quite fascinating. It, it's a it's a really intriguing film. Like it really has this kind of momentum to it. Um, in, there's a few different aspects of the film, but it's not giving it away because as soon as when I saw it with a friend last night, we we're talking about it quite a lot afterwards, and then I did a lot of research as well in it. There's no the country actually isn't named, which in one oh, answer you go, where are we? Yeah, yeah. right. Um, but it's deliberately and ambiguous. It's de- deliberately ambiguous. It's based on a, on a stage play. Um, it's quite interesting. Everybody, a lot of people involved in this, um, the actors also and the writer, they're sort of all the different nationalities, sort of from here, there and everywhere. Um, is, it in, is it in French? It's actually in French, yes. And there's a little bit of Canadian Arabic. French, I Yeah, which is a, but it's a good, yeah, the sort of Quebec, so it's the good Canadian accent, <laughs> the good French Canadian accent. Um, and it's a little bit of Arabic as well. So, I mean, I think if, if they, 
if a country is is to be pinpointed, it would be Lebanon, um, because it is oh, there's a war that goes on in the. I mean, there's a lot of obviously wars in the Middle East, but um, this particular one, it's it's in sort of the this seventies. Mm. Um, anyway, but I mean, I, the whole point really for them, the, the filmmakers and the, and the playwright, it's not about where it is. It's basically just about you know really big issues of right and wrong and, and placement of where you belong in the world and there's. The, there's some religious, there's some very large religious aspects actually to this to this this film. The French title actually translates as fires. Fires, um, yeah, fires. Mm. Um, there's you one said it very beautifully. Say this. No, no, not fires. Awesome. When you said it in French, <laughs> <laughs> but there's one that too, Paul. Yeah, yeah, there's one really amazing scene in the film um, where there is a fire. Like it's quite this. It's it's like this pivotal moment for her, and it's um, about it's her really. She's Christian, um, but she to get. To, to go from um, A to B, she has to basically, she removes her, her necklace, which is a cross. Um, and then she realizes, oh, hang on, to get out of this situation, I actually have to reveal that I'm a Christian. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so it's basically, you know, sort of using religion, you know, as a crux. And it's, it's, it, but again, it's really, it's not heavy in that regard. You don't really need to know too much about, you know, many instances of, you know, sort of religious persecution or, you know the the right the history the wrongs, or the wars yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or the Middle East. It's or, really yeah. just these grand themes, and it's really about you know finding out about the mother. And it's because basically the one thing I do want to like say a start because it is at the start of the film. The mother does give birth to this boy. Um, she's Christian. Her um, her well, her lover is is Muslim, um, and he's he's killed straight away. And the the uh, the child is is removed. She gives birth, and the child is removed. Instantly from her. Wow. And that's sort of, that's where the narrative, and that's obviously with, so you're with the mother, you're going, oh, okay, so she's instantly been, her child has been taken away from her, 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 her lover has been killed. Wow. Um, and she's basically in exile. And it's just so, and the, you know, we, we you just, you, you are quite traumatized by that. That aspect. And so then does that go change time period and starts the journey of the twins in the present day? It does. It goes it's basically it goes they in go between, between the two. Yeah. The, but the mother's story is the main is the, the, is main, the story. main story. She's the main yeah. This has been nominated for heaps of awards, hasn't it? Was it has. It, yeah. It was it, the French it was the Canadian uh, nominee for Best foreign language yes, it film actually was at the Oscars. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it won the Genie Awards, which are Canada's equivalent equivalent of the Academy Awards. It won. It swept the pool. Film director, actress, screenplay, and what have you. It won the Adelaide Film Festival competition. I mean, it's one of the of the last six months. It is one of the prestige films. Um, out there, and the director Denis Villeneuve, he's not really done anything. Well, nothing's been as commercially. He's just in festivals. Um, yeah, I mean, the. Th- I did like the film a lot, and it definitely had this real drive to it, and you are into it. Drawn you, in. know, you are drawn into it, and it's quite beautifully done. Um, but it sounds like you have some reservations there, I sir. I, I just a twinkling of reservation. Ultimately, the mystery is really, I find, far-fetched. Like, the, the, uh. the revelation, you kind of go, really? Um, <laughs> That's not of, what you want. No, and you kind of draw back and you go, hmm. But, I mean, that's not to detract to from a lot of the the power of the film um, and I it's interesting because with the characterization, I don't really know too much about well the twins especially you don't really know anything um, and that is quite of a problem but the mother as well it's interesting because from the start you are thrown into this situation where she has just you know the child has been taken away her love has died and you kind of feel sympathy for her straight away because of these instances mm. you don't really know her outside of that yeah it, it's it's quite it's quite 
interesting in that you are just thrust on this information and go, you're supposed to feel for her because of A, B, C, and D. But you don't know anything about her character. You don't really know anything about her per se. And Mm -hmm. it does go from like it's very... Dum da dum da dum. You go from A to B to C to D. You know she goes along yeah. all these different places. But I, I, I still think it's absolutely worthwhile. Absolutely worth seeing. Like, what, I really do. What uh, what star rating are you giving I'm it giving out of it five? Three stars. Three out of five. That's still a good. It's yeah, no, still good. Excellent. And, and there's no quick content whatsoever. No, super straight. Yes, yeah, super but that, straight. That, you know that's okay though. We can mix it up every yeah, now and then. Absolutely. You know, but it's it's just I think we sort of wanted to mention it because it is one of the prestige films um, over the last six months to see. Yeah, qualities. so it's important that we also review films that. Don't have. I mean, look, we would have a very short movie review show <laughs> if we only reviewed films that have lots of gay content. And we in them. don't know if they're queer until we see them. Yeah, <laughs> I know, guys. It's a tough job, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So we're going to rock it now with Little Red. This is Pink Popcorn with Carly and Paul on Joy ninety four point nine. This is a Pink Popcorn podcast. This is a Pink Popcorn with Carly and Paul on Joy ninety four point nine. That was Vampire Weekend with Giving Up the Gun. The comedy Arthur sees Russell Brand and Helen Mirren in a remake of the 1981 classic. Arthur is an heir to a vast fortune who must choose between an arranged marriage to an affluent socialite, played by Jennifer Garner, that will ensure ensure his lavish lifestyle, or face an uncertain future with the woman he truly loves. I'm going to offer you an ultimatum. You're going to marry Susan Johnson. Or you're cut off. I shall get married when I fall in love. Congratulations, you've just lost $950 million. Actually, Susan is a very special girl, isn't she? We should not get married. It's a business partnership. We don't have anything in common. You love horses. I don't trust them. Their shoes are permanent. Who makes that kind of a commitment we to get a on. shoe? <laughs> Oh, look, I quite like those funny lines. That's uh, Jennifer Garner in there who is playing his to-be fiancé. Uh, okay. Um, and, you know, FYI, I have a huge Jennifer Garner fetish. So she's just, pretty ace. What was it? Oh, alias? The alias. Yeah. Oh, stop me now. <laughs> so, look, she knows how to do everything. You know, in this film, she also throws a few punches. She rides horses. Uh. She wears a little skinny, lacy corset. She has boots with... Oh, God, I'm just talking about a whole... And she's, and she's, and she's running a PhD <laughs> yeah. at the same time. Oh, yeah, she's actually, you know, she's in line to be yeah. the new CEO of the business. Of course. That's why, you know, he, she needs the name. Yeah. And she always Arthur's looks amazing. Name. And oh. her hair and makeup is perfect, isn't she it? She is so freaking hot. Hang anyway. Kylie, these people don't exist. <laughs> Jennifer Garner it's really exists. Is she really exists? <laughs> so who's the actual, who's the girlfriend that he, that he loves? Well, you know what? She's nobody. Oh. How can she compete with yeah. Jennifer? So, she is this, she, her name is... Is it, Greta, a, is it Greta Gerwig? Greta Gerwig. And she's been in, I don't she's, know. She's a mumblecore chick, yeah. She's, she's is a, she? Is that where yeah, she's come from? Well, she was she's in... in Greenberg, like, wasn't she? That oh, in, she was in yeah, Greenberg. Yeah. And she also had a role in uh, No Strings Attached, which was the Natalie mm. Portman rom-com. And I think she... She has. She is quite fun, and I can kind of. They have cast someone who is the complete opposite of, uh, you know, of Jennifer yep. Garner. She's really sweet and kind of whimsical, and that's why Arthur is attracted to her. This is really just a huge, great, big promotional piece for Russell Brand. Right. Yes. It's a it's a vehicle for Russell Brand, and 
I actually feel like he does a pretty decent job in this. He's a little bit more reserved and calmed down, even though this totally fits his persona of the good time guy with lots of girls and lots of drinking and having a, you know, just being a general lad about town. Are you a fan of his? I actually kind of am. Right, okay. I'm not really. Well, he. I just love the delivery of his lines. And even in the trailer, if you want to check it out, there are some lines where... It's a very specific Russell Brand way of delivering a line. Mm. He just, you know, there's quite a few times where he's, you know, in the trailer he says, oh, I'm really serious, I'm going to go out and get a job and I can look after myself. And then he s- turns a switch on this giant remote control and it sets off he- in his bedroom a great big kind of universe galaxy of uh, stars and twinkle, twinkle music. Oh. And he's like, don't let that undermine what I've just said. Oh. <laughs> But he does try his hardest. There is actually some a bit of a serious issue that is completely manhandled. Uh, Arthur, the main character, does suffer from a drinking problem, yes. which is kind of part of the reason why he doesn't want to give up his millions, why, you know, when he's forced into this kind of arranged marriage, he just kind of drinks himself under the table. But, you know, they do try and cure that. It's a little bit of a... At the end, it's mm. a little bit of a... Oh, He's cured his alcoholism. Oh, it's so easy to get this. Gee. Oh, DTs? That doesn't happen. It doesn't matter. We don't see any of that. No, don't see any of that bit. Again, Jennifer Garner character. It doesn't happen in real life. <laughs> in the movies, people don't get DTs. Um, Helen Mirren. Oh, we love Helen Mirren. We talked her. about her last week. We could talk about her next week if we want to. <gasps> She's in The Tempest. We should just go and see that because of Helen Mirren. Well, you know what? Can I just say the interesting, the weird, freaky thing? Okay, two movies opened this mm-hmm. week at the Australian box office starring Helen Mirren. <gasps> the Tempest mm. and... Arthur, mm. and both roles <gasps> that she plays were men in, were men oh, in the previous right. films, and both roles were played by John Gilgood. <gasps> How weird is that? Wow. So both of Helen these Mary films- the new John Gilgood. <laughs> they're remakes of other films, wow. and the characters have been changed from men to women, and Helen Mirren has taken over. Oh my God. As, Yay. Go, Helen. Helen Mirren's going to take over every single male role. <laughs> She's doing Hamlet next, did you know? Is she? Yes, totally. Oh. It doesn't matter if Hamlet's like a 23-year-old you know, male. She's doing it. She's a 60-year-old strong woman. Oh, well, <clears throat> well, anyway, if she can do it, I, w- I, would, I would almost go and see that. I'm not going to go see The Tempest. Hey, do you know what's Russell Brand's in Hop? You know that animated film? Oh, is that? yes. Seriously, it's, there's so many cross-connections. It's just weird people. Oh, 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 and that's how that was out last week. Any queer content in this film? Well, oh, God, this is such a stretch. <laughs> but... <laughs> One of hey, Arthur's an assistant. There's an assistant. <laughs> I wish the, there was the that driver is gay. Oh, or something. I wish there was that. That would be awesome. That would be oh, that would be great. No, um, apart from my own lesbian fantasies with Jennifer Garner, uh, that's all happens in my mind. I don't want to miss sell the film. <laughs> so Arthur does have a hobby of mm. staring outside his Manhattan loft apartment. Well, it's not a loft. It's mm. a you know, it's a whole a floor, whole floor yeah, with binoculars looking down on the New York streets uh-huh. and kind of making fun of people. Mm. Oh, Oh, it's so funny to be a billionaire. Yeah. And he does find a lesbian Art and Garfunkel. Oh. And they do look like um, really? Art and Garfunkel, <laughs> but a lesbian version holding hands. Pretty hilarious. Right. Stop your laughing. Okay. Uh, that's about that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. I'm afraid. I mean, that is really the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, but are we laughing at the gays or? No, no. Oh, okay. no. It's just oh, the, my biggest problem with this film is. It, all the elements are there. They're great actors. The script's quite tired. It's quite funny. But I just don't really give a damn. Yeah. 
I can't empathise with a billionaire yeah. who has these problems. It's just, you know, whatever. It's like that movie somewhere. It's like these things you get to feel sympathy for people who have it all. Yeah. You, know, you need to work half for me to feel that, people. Yeah, I don't really feel it. Yeah. So, look, it's fine. It's enough to kind of distract yourself. So, I'm going to give it two and a half mm-hmm. stars out of five. And it's in general release right now. It's everywhere. So, uh, get along to go and see that if... I don't know if we've given it such a big, <laughs> big rap. Go and see it for the lesbian joke. Yeah. Um, up next, this is Sia with Bright Night. You're on Pink Popcorn with Carly and Paul on Joy 94.9. This is a Pink Popcorn podcast. That was Frightened Rabbit, Living in Colour. See, see what I did there, Carly? What, what did you do? Easter, Rabbit. <laughs> oh. Gee, you really put a lot, <laughs> a lot of thought into this. We go the extra mile here at Pink Popcorn. That's what we do. The, po- the playlist is actually curated by Paul. Oh, the yes. music is all your responsibility. I'm not casting. I mean, I love it. I love being able to come in and just rock out to the music, and it's been another great selection this week. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if you'd like to see his entire playlist, we've now put that on our blog. Yes, which, which, is, which I need to update. Because <laughs> we've changed it during yes, the show. Yes, we changed it, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> so, you, you can actually just keep in contact with Pink Popcorn. Uh, the best way to go is go to joy.org.au forward slash Pink Popcorn. The link to our blog, to Facebook, to Twitter. I'm actually using Twitter now as well. I feel like I'm finally wrapping my brain around it. Um, plus, if you've missed any of the shows, there's a link to the podcast as well. So, that's all on the website. Uh this week, the film with the largest queer content was definitely Patiche. Yes. So go along and see that if you want something a little bit camp and gay and fun. What are we going to be reviewing next week, Pearl? The God of Thunder. <laughs> that's that's not you, Thor. is it? No, no, unfortunately, that's not me. Thor! I, I don't know why I'm looking forward to seeing this film, because it's a big piece of commercial rubbish. Anyway, whatever. It's, and we're, it's um, we're also looking at the Indian film I Am. Yes. A lot of queer content in that, so very exciting, actually. That's great. So, join us next week for Pink Popcorn. Uh, thank you to Alan for panelling. Thank you to, for Michael for being a fantastic program support. And thank you, most of all, to you for listening in. Um, coming up next is a fantastic Adam Todd with Bandcamp. And the second hour of, sh- of his show, he's got a guest programmer. Josh Ramming is in, and he will be Spin in the tunes, so stay tuned for that. Coming up, all on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.